Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Own It podcast, where we share life and leadership hacks with the up and coming loan officer. We are excited today because we have the account manager for Southern Virginia with MGIC, VMBA board education chair, and someone who serves five other chapters for the VMBA, Steve Chilton, my friend, master networker. Steve, welcome aboard. Hey, thank you very much. It's, it's four chapters, but that's not a big deal. Uh, thank you for having me on. And uh, I'm absolutely grateful to be here and be a part of it. So uh, thank you, Tim. Yeah, absolutely. And, and five, six, seven, I don't know. I see you everywhere. So you are <laughs> It's a, enough, I can tell you. You are a steward of the industry. So uh, thank you for that. Um, hey, thank man, you. Man, uh, we've, been, we've been doing these interviews with top producers and uh, you interview and sit and you're a consultant to top producers every single day. Um, in what you do, Steve. And uh, so we thought it'd be a, a treasure to have you on and uh, just talk about our three, uh, you know, PowerPoints that we're going through with uh, with top producers. And uh, so we'll kick it right off with number one, Steve, what's worked the best for you in maximizing your impact in your team, in your community, and with your clients? So, as with all of these, I'll probably answer a couple of things. Um, I would say, in, in if I were to list them, persistence, gratitude, showing up, and saying yes to opportunities. And uh, I can break those down a little bit, but uh, persistence, things typically or rarely occur on uh, the first time around. You, you've got to apply yourself and continue. Some of the best relationships I have with some of the top people in the state, first time I met them, I ran through a buzzsaw. So, it takes a little bit of time to, to, but but to hang in there and and to and to really be persistent with it. Yeah. Uh, gratitude. It, people don't care about what you know until they know that you care, right? And I am incredibly grateful to everyone who has decided to work with me. And uh, when I came to MGIC and started doing all the things I do, I had zero experience in the mortgage business, and so. Uh, I was incredibly grateful to find people who are willing to share their knowledge and to work with me and partner. You know, great people in Southern Virginia who, who were open to me. And so showing gratitude to them was incredibly important. Um, showing up. Yeah. I, sorry. No, I was going to say, comment? I was going to say the gratitude piece. Um, you live and breathe that. Um, I remember when you invited me to speak, um, you were the first one to reach out afterwards and say, Hey, thank you for being here. I mean, I've never, I've never seen you take somebody or some opportunity for granted. And so that's huge. And you live and breathe that. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. Showing up or point number three. Yeah, my ring lights. No, you're good. And I apologize. I got my stuff going on here as well. Um, but I would say, uh, showing up is absolutely critically important. Um, going uh not 97% of it showing up if you if you'll actually participate uh push yourself up off the mat every morning go out there and beat the streets you'll absolutely find success and uh i've found that just uh even when you go places and and start with one thing you never know what other opportunities are going to present themselves and if you're willing to go for those rides and be a part of it there's incredible things that can unfold so uh, i think that's a, a great opportunity wow yeah keep keep, keep and then, uh, yeah, these are good i'm taking notes uh, this is powerful well <laughs> i appreciate that and finally i would say saying yes so you know as, as these opportunities 
opportunities present themselves to the point where it's not going to break you, right? So I'm definitely uh, committed to a lot of things, and uh, sometimes I have to I have to delegate resources and and refine uh, the ask in order to in order to accommodate. But I'm sure. I'm going to say yes until I can't say yes anymore, and uh, I absolutely try to do as much as I can possibly do to serve people. So that that's a that's a big piece of that. Wow, saying yes to the right, and I think you said it too, to the right opportunities. Um, the things that obviously fit you and and what you bring to the table and the way you show up and add value to clients. Um, I think the one preceding, you really have these all in perfect order. I think persistence has to come first. Um, then you're given, you know, because nothing happens on that first go around, like you said, you ran through the chainsaw. I'll never for, forget, Steve, we sat down at the pickle barrel and had lunch and you said, Tim, I was like, dude, what would you give a young guy in this industry? You said, dude, grab people's chains and hang on. That's what you just grab the chain and hang on. Because literally people are going to people are going to tell you no until they realize you're serious. Um, You know, they don't people are tired of of dealing with people who just change and bounce around. They're not really committed. And so they'll just tell you, no, they don't want to fool with that. There's a lot of cost to change. And so, uh, Steve, man, you're one of those persistent people. And I think once they give you the opportunity to be grateful for that, and then you got to consistently show up, that's 97% of it. I love that you said that. And then um, once you're showing up, I think opportunities start attracting themselves to you. Because when you're visible, people think of you. It's like, hey, we need somebody to uh, be the board, you know, the chairman of the board for the education committee. Hey, Steve, you know, he's showing up, right? I mean, you don't get thought of unless you're visible. So, man, I I love the order of these. Um, So, um, you know, just as a follow up to that, what's the number one key? And I know you probably have several under here because I mean, you, you talk to so many people, but what's the number one key that that loan officers tell you um, ha- has taken them to become a top producer? So I actually behaved this time. And since it said number one, I stuck to one actually, which is surprising <laughs> yes. for me, but my personality and the way my mindset, I've, I'm willing to give you a couple answers, but in this yeah. case, I stuck to one. Um, and it's a book that I've recently read. Uh, I avoided uh, Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich for a long time. I always thought that book was uh, a little, uh, it's too materialistic for me. I'm Growing rich is, you know, that's not something that really attracts me. Uh, but somebody uh, said to me one day, you know, think about it as rich in resources, you know, rich in your marriage, rich in, mm. rich in family, rich in health, rich in so many other things. And uh, the, the key salient point, and I'm going to paraphrase, and probably a lot of people are going to be mad for me butchering it the, like this, but I would say the, the, the overriding theme is, is to give a damn. If you care about it, if you think it, if you believe it, if you world it's going to happen, you will it to happen, it's going to happen. And there's no one in this world that can stop you from accomplishing your goals. If you set, if you set your purpose to it, you know, you may you may see obstacles along the way, but nobody, if that's what you set your mind to and that's what you care about the most is going to stop you. Right. That's my that's my thing. Because I give a damn, pardon my yes. language, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Right. Yeah. No. And, and I that love it. I love it. You may have just come up with a podcast yeah. title right there. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, if you believe it, you 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 can't achieve it. But you first have to believe it. You have to envision yourself there. I, I love um I love Napoleon Hill. But the the chapter five coming from a you know more of like a if you if you have like a spiritual background, um I, you know chapter five resonated with me because it's the faith chapter. But he takes a complete he takes a complete non spiritualistic approach to faith and how it's literally. Um, you have to believe something before, you know, faith is seeing something that does not yet exist. 
And so being able to see that, and then he says, um, another word for faith is perseverance. That one stuck to me, Steve, when I read that. And that is like, another word for faith is perseverance. Because if I truly believe, then I will persevere. Like if I truly believe. And it's very good. You know, and even when they tell you no, you'll show back up with the same fervor, the same belief. And you'll just, and you won't hold it against that person. You know, have you ever dealt with a salesperson who kind of gets a chip on their shoulders? Like, yeah, that person just now, ne- they just give me the cold shoulder. Shoulder. They never, they never open the door for me. It's like, did, did they owe that to you? I mean, it was, it, the, the burden was on us to, uh, to prove our value, to, to get them to say, um, you know, I'm curious, Steve. Wow. You, you're, you're making a really good point, really good case here. So having that faith, um, I think it applies to anything in life. Um, that's that's powerful man so when did you say you recently read think and grow rich so you're telling everybody you gotta go out and buy this book get in a book club do this book with your team think and grow rich i'm there i'm i'm there but i think you have to be there with that one um so young loan officers uh my favorite book to recommend for young loan officers would actually be the go-getter the mm. go-getter is uh one, one of the greatest books i've ever read because uh one this is a good one for managers as well. And I, I give this book away to, to some of my uh, uh, loan officers, some of the people that uh, are trying to become successful. And then also give that book to people who are trying to hire somebody like that. And it basically tells a story. It's written, written in the, in the you know, 100 years ago or more. And it's talking about how to uh, find somebody who has the qualities that it takes to actually get the job done at a high level. And then for somebody who, it's basically to test them and to put a lot of challenges in front of them. Hard to do in our industry, but still it is doable. And then uh, for somebody who uh, who wants to be a go-getter, understanding what it really takes, what, what kind of passion, what kind of drive, what kind of dedication to your task that's really required to be a go-getter. And uh, so, so it's a great, book for for this industry i would i would say gotcha i love it pick up the go-getter do you know the author off the top of your head peter klein i keep there it is I, i've got this book and i yeah this is there it, it is right i there. get it on amazon they're very they're cheap on amazon i give them to people it's a great book it's it's one of my favorites fantastic cool and and, and last but not Last but not least, I love this is a perfect segue for for authors who have influenced you. Let me ask you this, Steve, who's had the greatest influence on your life and how has that enhanced your own influence as you've you've grown into uh, your your professional um, career? So I'm going to use a couple people this time. Uh, So I would say based off of different traits that I have. Early on, it was my parents. Uh, they instilled a work ethic and a uh, moral compass. You know, one of my mom's quotes that I always say to people and to my own children is, "Is the truth will set you free. Mm. You don't get caught up in the in in the mistruth. You know, go ahead. The truth will always set you free. Even if it's, I get asked hard questions from people sometimes, and I tell them honestly, maybe what they don't want to hear. But you know, at the end of the day, the truth will set you free, right? Wow. So. Uh, when it comes to ambition, my wife and children, uh, wanting to provide for them, wanting to do for them, uh, they, they really drive that part of my life. And, you know, my wife has really made me who I am from that standpoint, because she's always uh, made me want more and really kind of developed me from that standpoint. Um, but when it comes to sales, which is what I think, what I think we're really driving at, uh, there's this guy named Big John Sutherland and, uh, Big John is, uh, 
the sales director for Wine Energy up in uh, Northern Virginia. And he showed me how to take the road less traveled. Uh, he showed me how to, uh, to, to go out and find opportunity in places and to walk in the back door of a place like the Kool-Aid Man and act like you own the place. To find a way, you know, it's almost like, like the opportunity is a nut and you got to come in from top down sometimes from the side sometimes from the back door but whatever you got to do to break that opportunity open it. and he 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 was a master of finding a way in the door and making it happen and uh that really kind of drove me to be who i am and, and his his regimented sales call activity is he, he he showed me what that was and uh and and that you can have fun in sales and then um when it comes to leadership I would tell you that, uh, my current manager and the uh, managing director for the Atlantic region for MGIC is a gentleman by the name of Steve Dempsey. And uh, if you've ever had a poor leader, you learn to really appreciate a great leader. And Mr. Dempsey wow. is probably the single greatest, well, he's the single greatest example of persuasive leadership versus mm -hmm. positional I've ever seen. Never raises his voice, never, never has to, never has to do anything like that, but he has a way to get you to want to jump over, leap over whatever bar he sets wow. and to plow through whatever brick wall there is. He want you want to bust through it. And I, I it's real it's really changed my approach yeah. as far as as far as what I do. Um but there was a gap between my mid twenties when I had John and, and these other people and, and and when I was there goes my light again, but uh when I had this gap Yep. Uh, from my parents to, to, to that time where I probably wasted some time when I was, you know, 18 to 25 or 24, sure. where I probably could have used somebody like that. People just weren't falling out of the falling out of the sky saying, hey, let me help you. And maybe that's on me. Maybe I wasn't the person that that could deserve it. But I'm trying to be a different person and, and really be that guy that I didn't have during those times. Yeah. And so I'm I'm going out of my way right now to to, to help young people. Uh, you know, somebody's needing some assistance and or somebody wants or cares to learn. I'm I'm all about helping those people. And uh, wow. And and so I would yeah. That that's what I'm doing. You, you know, man, I, I love what you said. You know, I think all of us can point to a Joe or a Steve in our life who came alongside and uh, instilled in something in us. I love that you said, Joe taught you you can have fun in sales. You absolutely can. John, John. Oh, I'm sorry, John. John. Yes. John. Big John Sutherland. Yep. John Sutherland. Uh, you know, and, and that's what it takes is somebody who can come in and instill that confidence, especially when you're, you, when you're starting out, you know, and somebody's been down the road they can they can show you hey over here you're gonna step your toes but here's the way here's the way to do it have fun it's the regimen like you said um cracking the opportunity open like a nut and then steve i want to meet steve at some point i think if you can if you can show me a a, a leader who decides that he's going to be a a, a personable and, and lead through uh, not position like almost give up the title in a way and he's down in the trenches with you and he has just quiet persuasive ma manner that like you said man it makes me just get goosebumps thinking about that you will literally get up in the morning and charge through a wall because you get to work for this guy or this gal uh, those leaders are they're hard to come by Steve and uh, I'll tell you man that's 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 powerful now I will tell you as you've shared each one of these a work ethic ambition opportunity leadership those characteristics are everything I would say of you. And that's that's what I've recognized. That's what I've loved being around. You've inspired me. You raise 
your tide and all ships around you rise talking about giving opportunities to up and coming folks i mean we we're just at a mixer or a social uh a couple weeks ago and here you are bringing this new person in um that that's looking you know he's about to graduate he doesn't know if he wants to come into the industry you said hey come with me um i think all of us so i want to segue into the end of this podcast here and let's talk about and talk to everybody who's a part of the bmba um who's listening to this what are like what can we do right now today to reach a handout to the up and cut to pass the baton to the next generation how, how can how can we get more involved in, with doing that that's a great question um so as the education chair for the vmba uh we try to raise the raise the level of the education and we've had a couple conversations about accreditations and some things that we can bring to the table there mm -hmm. um I, I it's it's hard because it's expensive uh there's some companies that have done a really good job of creating a school or some sort of a pathway uh we could do a better job we're, we're trying to be more diverse we're trying to build opportunities through schools um and so uh, I've seen it done a lot of different ways. Um, the old school way is drinking from the fire hose. You basically, uh, you got a branch manager that allows somebody in to, to, to learn underneath them. Um, it's hard, it, there's, no, there's no one answer. And uh, I would just tell you that um, we are committed to trying to open additional opportunities. And a lot of people have a lot of thoughts on the subject but uh when you put your money to the table it, it's hard to make an investment in somebody who, who's basically going to learn on your dime and so you got to you got to create a method to to make that rewarding for both parties yeah obviously yeah yeah that's a great that's sorry a great, i didn't mean yeah that's really a great piece of advice i think um on a very macro like you're you're the board education board you know board chair board chairman um but uh, on a very macro level, we're trying to figure out how, how to make this industry wide. On a very micro level, I think all of us as leaders can ask ourselves this, um, who is in my influence? Who am I holding hands with right now and pulling, pulling along? Because I think that we're all accountable to, uh, we're accountable to those before us, but we're also accountable to those coming behind us and so uh so just I, I challenge everybody listening to this episode number one get to know steve his linkedin uh, uh profile is in the show notes so connect with him on linkedin number two become a part of the vmba and number three let's all ask ourselves this question do i have somebody and if not who am i gonna go get and uh, and let's bring him with us let's do our industry steve it's been great any any closing thoughts yeah a couple uh just uh one uh, you're absolutely right. Help the people behind you and pull them along with you. You know, uh, we're very successful people in this industry. And I will say we do a lot of philanthropic giving these days. We can always do more, um, but to, to support the people behind us because uh, it's a great industry and we want to we want to further it down the path. Uh, two, I just want to thank you, uh, what you've done for the VMBA, uh, the speaking opportunities that you've been more than willing to step up for. I believe you've got an event coming up on June 24th for the Central Virginia Mortgage Bankers. Yeah. Uh, I look forward to having, I look forward to seeing, uh, seeing you there. And uh, I believe that uh, you have an active role in, uh, in the convention coming up on September 21st. I believe there may be something on the 20th. Uh, my dates may be wrong there, but Wednesday, Thursday, Friday in September. Uh, the week of the 20th, there's going to be a lot of opportunities for people to engage. Yes. Yep. Uh, so come on down and be a part of that down in Virginia Beach at the Marriott. 
and more information to come. We can add link to the show notes there as well, I'm guessing. Yes, we can. All right, well, let's do it. All right, and if anybody, all right, and if anybody has any questions for me about any of the chapters that uh, I'm in uh, Central Virginia, uh, Richmond, Peninsula, and Tidewater, I, I support the folks up in Northern Virginia and the folks in Blue Ridge. Uh, but I, I, I'm actively participating in, in the development of those other chapters. So if anybody wants to join, participate, has any questions, volunteer, become a part of it, I'm more than happy to be a part of that. And I'm just grateful for the opportunity to be in front of y'all today. Absolutely. Thanks, Steve. Everybody like and share this podcast around, connect with Steve, and we'll see you back next week with another top producer.